What is the Podcast of Matrix? The Podcast of Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. With the world of comic books and pop culture ever changing, how are fans meant to keep up with the trends in the industry? Is the new event from the Big Two worth reading? What's the story on that show from that network about that hero from that comic book? Can I trust a movie review from someone who hasn't even read the source material? We have the answers you seek. These are my Big Fat Pull List's current issues. Welcome to another edition of Current Issues where your hosts ignore all the ugliness in the world and discuss fun, happy things like comics, video games, movies, and other pop culture-related material. I am Mr. X. I am Smurfy. I am Dragonus Prime. And I am your roving reporter, Marv Danger! Our top stories for this episode include exploring the not-so-liveness of DC Fandom Day 2, a review of the recently released Marvel's Avengers game, and a double dose of the clown we all love to hate as we peek inside both The Joker War and Three Jokers from DC Comics. Spoiler warning! From this moment on, spoilers are in effect. In the show notes for this episode on our website, we will have listed the time code for each of these segments. So if you do not want to be spoiled by something that we're talking about, just skip ahead, go watch, read, or do what you have to, and then finish the episode later. You have been warned. DC Fandom Day 2. I know what everybody's thinking. We promised after the episode we did on DC Fandom Day 1 that we were going to do another episode focused uh, on Day 2. And that was the intent until, of course, Day 2 came along. And wouldn't you know it, there was nothing that was really live. (laughs) What a shock. (laughs) We'll uh, cover it recordedly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, and and again, just like day one, there was hardly any comic book material discussed at all. There's a lot of the shows. For the most part, it was panels about shows both new and old, because there was a plethora of content put up there that uh, that you could have found online or on DVD box sets of this, that, and the other thing. You also had reunion webcasts that were recorded and then just put up there. There was a lot of content. I, I think the only original cool content that was put up there is you actually had the ability, you could watch Superman, Man of Tomorrow, I think it's called, the new animated film. Okay. Oh, right on. You could have watched, you could watch that live. And I almost did, but I was like, well, I'm going to buy this movie anyway. And... I would rather buy it and enjoy it on my giant TV than my laptop here in my office. Well, that you have to watch all the other ones and then you're out of order. 
Well, no, this is the first one. Is this a whole new continuity? Yeah. yeah. Have you oh. not? Have you not watched Apocalypse War? No, I have not. I'm. Uh... Oh. oh shit. Okay. Well. Oh. Thankfully, oh. we have the spoiler alert in effect. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, needless to say, Apocalypse War is the the final chapter of what was introduced with everything with this new crop of animated films. And now we're starting all over again. And this, this Superman man of tomorrow is like the new retelling of Superman's origin. Poop. I just started watching all those and they're already over. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you don't have to wait for anymore. You, you are quite late though. Cause they've been out for a while. <laughs> I, I swear I got my watch fixed too. Yeah. Uh, other other than that, there were, of course, a lot of announcements that were made, which, which you know, is cool. Young Justice Season 4 was announced. Sweet. Yahoo. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, uh, just today, just before we started recording this, uh, for lunch, I started re-watching Young Justice from Episode 1 so that I could get caught up, because I still haven't watched Season 3 yet. They didn't really announce it. They had a they had a, a a round table Zoom thing for Batwoman season two, introducing the new actress, and then saying, "Hey, guess what? She's going to have a new suit." Okay, I kind of figured. Right. Same thing with the Flash. Everybody's like, "So when's Flash going to get them gold boots?" And everybody was like, "Well, he's got to earn them gold boots. So look for that in the upcoming season when Green Arrow get, gets his goatee." Right. Well, which is fair because as the show has gone on, the Flash's costume has slowly become more like the comic Flash. Right. Slowly. S- very slow. For someone whose power is speed, he sure is slow to get that costume going. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They talked about Superman and Lois and how Superman will get a new suit as well. Yay. Okay. That's what we needed. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean,. All right. And he's got to earn those trunks. That's right. Mm-hmm. Actually, there will be no trunks. He's got to uh, earn that S. That's right. He's got, like, Flash's gold boots. He's got to earn those trunks. Right. Doom Patrol Season 3 was announced. Thank you. Uh, but it will be specifically for HBO Max because uh, here's another spoiler alert. It was either today or yesterday. But uh, within 24 hours of the recording of this episode of Current Issues, it was officially announced that the DC Universe platform is going goodbye and it's strictly going to be nothing but comic books. All of the content is moving to HBO Max. Oh, but I was mainly using it for the comic books anyway. I got a spoiler warning for everybody. Guess what got pushed back to the end of the year? Wonder Woman 84. Oh. And Batman, maybe? Well, the Batman isn't even done filming. He got the COVID. Well, it doesn't matter. It wasn't coming out this year. They weren't done filming. It's big news. He got the COVID. That's all. Batman got COVID from a disease that came from bats. That's right. The thing that happened before DC Fandom Day (laughs) Two, so it has nothing to do with DC Fandom Day Two. I read about it. Stop saying about it because we're talking about DC Fandom. Who cares about the Batman and his COVID problems? Especially when we're talking about DC Fandom Day Two. Well, we're specifically talking about Wonder Woman 84 being pushed back yet again. But is that a surprise to anybody? Like, really? That got no. pushed back again? No. Well, so the thing is, is that that before I was like, eh, you know what? I, I was excited. Then I was less excited. Then I didn't care. Now I'm just not going to watch the movie until it's available for me to stream 
in my home or or the DVD is out, the, the Blu-ray is out, and I can watch it. I'll see, I'll see it in theaters. I'm on the fence, man. I don't know. I kind of agree with Mr. X. Like at this Murphy, point, you're going like, to come whatever. with me. Oh, oh, I am. It's a kidnapping. Okay. Yep. Got it. Well, wear your bubble wrap suits so <laughs> you, you, yeah, you don't end up like the Batman and get the COVID. Well, we're not talking about him right now, Mr. X. Stay on topic. We're talking about DC Fandom Day 2. Right. Day 2. Day 2 of DC Fandom Day 2. And because we're talking about Day 2 of DC Fandom Day 2, as I said earlier, there were only two panels that revolved around any comic news whatsoever. The first was on the three jokers which uh they had uh some interviewer talking with jeff johns and the artist and then they also had a panel slash video for deceased okay they're really is pushing that the still going too. on jesus you know do they're pushing it hard in the comics so like in the actual advertisement in the comic books right because you know evidently the, the dc doesn't do comic books anymore right it's all about their bingeable content well i mean to be fair they can't exactly make a good movie so they can't push that (laughs) right well those were our thoughts and feelings about things revolving around day two of dc fandom day two but we want to know what you thought about the experience and the lack of live content reach out to us at our website over at mybigfatpolllist.com and uh, tell us what you think. Share your thoughts. We want to know. Avengers, assemble! Good is not something you are. Good is something you do. And that's kind of an interesting phrase, and it's the key phrase that uh, is told to Kamala Khan at the beginning of the game and throughout the game uh, of Marvel Avengers that just recently released uh, on September 4th of 2020. It's a very strong phrase because it actually instills the idea of trying to perform good instead of trying to be perceived as good. Interesting. Yeah, it's a very strong phrase, and which is a lot of what this entire game is about. So to kind of give a a brief summary of the story arc, the Avengers have this this big celebration called A-Day, where they have all these festivals and rides and, and everything on top of a brand new helicarrier called the chimera and kamala khan as a young girl goes to this a day because as if we all know kamala khan is a huge fan girl yeah she's a she's a superhero fan girl right she writes her own fan fiction she does indeed and part of the reason why she is there is because she wrote a fan fiction about the avengers that is going to be judged and if she wins, she gets to go on stage and meet the Avengers and so on and so forth. Cool. Right. So she, while you're there at the first level, you're walking around exploring things. And you actually, the Avengers are actually walking around. You get to meet them and talk to them. And you get to watch her fangirl freak out. And as they start the celebration, an explosion happens on the bridge. As a Taskmaster and a bunch of mercenaries come in and start causing trouble in San Francisco. Hmm. So... Naturally, the Avengers peel off to go stop that. That's where the actual game starts. The gameplay portion of it starts, where you get to do all the fun Avenger stuff. There's Iron Man flying around, Hulk smashing things, Thor throwing his hammer. Verily. <laughs> um, and as the Avengers are fighting over on the side, Cap stays back on the Chimera to get 
that thing under control because you find out that the Chimera has a brand new Stark invented engine that is run on Terrigen. Oh, Ooh. shit. Uh-oh. Yes. And then you come to find out again that this whole thing with Taskmaster bringing all the Avengers to the bridge was to lure everyone away so they can detonate the Terrigen mist on the Chimera and cause a big catastrophe, making the Avengers look like the bad guys. So essentially they, they, they cause a Terrigen explosion, which what it does the whole turns people into inhumans. Exactly. They do that, ah. uh, that story arc. And that's how Kamala gets her powers where you, she can actually play as Ms. Marvel throughout the game. So hmm. they've taken elements of the inhumanity storyline that took place after infinity from the comic books and kind of just twisted it into a new story for this game. Exactly. And I think a lot of that was because this game was being developed before the Fox Marvel merger. Hmm. So it was during that whole era of we're trying to push in humans instead of mutants. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, but it's also smart because Camilla Khan, you know, Miss Marvel, she is like the hottest character to come out of Marvel in the last decade. Yeah. She's wicked. Except for, ex- except for maybe like uh, uh, Spider Gwen. She's pretty cool too. Miles, has Miles been? Miles has been around a little. I want to say Miles has been around a little bit longer than ten years. I would have to say that. I have to agree with that. Yeah, because he was around during the Ultimate Universe, man. Yeah, and that's him. Yeah, (laughs) we're all getting old. (laughs) So, anyways, the game then jumps like five or so years into the future, where Kamala is now an older teenage girl, and you find out that the Avengers have disbanded, and. There is a new organization that is basically being a global police force and helping people, and they have this cure for the inhuman virus and da 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 da. And they are none other than our good old friends at Advanced Idea Mechanics. Ah, uh, that sounds trustworthy. Yes, I I like science. Them. <laughs> science exactly. is always trustworthy. <laughs> Never fails. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you reform the Avengers and. Uh, you get them all together and you bring down aim. Well, sort of bring down aim and you fight Modoc at the very end of the game. Okay. It's a very quick, obvious reader's digest version of the story arc. <laughs> right, right, right. But I will say as far as a campaign goes, this is by far one of the best campaigns I've ever played on a video game. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I got to do the beginning part of it and I enjoyed it. Uh, even if it was a little uh, to me, like she, she, as she's going around the beginning, like mm-hmm. fangirling out with her, I want to say uncle, if I'm remembering it right. Uh, I think it's her father. Her father. Okay. Like, and she runs into each of the Avengers. Like she has to find, like, it's like, you have to find like five comic books and then you can mm-hmm. ask for the thing. And my favorite one was like, she goes into like the gift shop and then just Thor just walks in. He's like, what is all this bullshittery? <laughs> he's just like, it's a gift shop, Thor. How do you think? You everything's paid for, and he's like, huh, "Verily, I do not care. Look at your stupid toy hammer. Let me show you a real hammer." And then he reaches for Mjolnir, which is, I think, in like a um, like one of those like can you pull it displays. And all I could think of was like how incredibly dangerous that was. <laughs> like, what if some little kid's like grabbing it, trying to pull it, and then Thor summons it to show this kid in a gift shop? what a real weapon looks like, but uh, it was fun. And the voice acting is pretty good for it. 
I enjoyed what I saw, and I will be getting probably a cheaper PlayStation soon, so I can play this, Spider-Man, and a couple other exclusives. So I am excited for this. This looks great. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't rush out on getting it right now. And I hate to say this, only because right now it is... And yes, they did just release a new patch and update, but it is very, very buggy and very glitchy. And uh, there's not a whole lot of content. That sucks. After in-game. But I take a lot of all that with a big grain of salt because I'm a huge Destiny guy. I've been I've played Destiny since Destiny 1. And every time you have a first-year game like this it's you don't have a whole lot of content afterwards okay which this is very similar to destiny it's a very much a loot what they mm. call the loot shooter where you yeah got you. Or like yeah. borderlands or such right okay but i recommend waiting maybe even waiting until uh they start releasing some of the dlc that they have announced because i yeah I, I know they announced spider-man as a dlc to show for this playstation yeah yeah um yeah because i probably won't pick any of this up around black until black friday when i can get Something theory pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. By then, Kate Bishop will be out. Ooh, all right. They have announced Kate Bishop, Clint Barton, uh, so Spider Man, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yes, right. Spider Man on the PS4, which won't be until March of next year. They've announced that he's going to be in the game, but they haven't shown anything or said when. Uh, but this was only because of the recent passing of Chadwick. Black Panther will be in the game as well. Okay. Well, it's one of those games that they'll literally be able to put out new content so that people can keep on playing the game for years. forever. Forever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, uh, I'm I am not a big uh, multiplayer online game fan because I don't like playing with strangers, but I'll play with friends and this is a game that I know you can play with uh, three other people. Yep. And and just do missions. So That'd be fun. I do I do plan on picking up the game probably closer to the end of November. Well, hit me up. I'm always looking for people to game with, because right now I've just been doing it by myself the whole time. Hey, I'm waiting for it to go right. on sale. I'm going to pick it up. And I'll okay. show you fellas for a quest. Cool. Barely! Hey. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite right now to play as is Captain America. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, shocker. Big shocker there. Okay. Like, the whole thing has just been absolutely phenomenal. And I'm I find myself, as soon as I get done with work, running to the living room, because we're all working from home right now, and instantly hopping on my my video game like a kid running in on a Saturday morning cartoon. This brings me to my question to you guys. Have any of you gotten a chance to play the Marvel Avengers yet? And if so, what do you think? Do you like it? Do you hate it? What do you want to see added to it? You can uh, reach out to us, let us know at our social media sites, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and... You can even come check out some of our videos on our new YouTube channel. War. Good God, you all. Guys, I'm here to tell you about what's going on currently in Batman, and that is the Joker War. Hmm. I don't know if you've heard about this or not. Uh, It currently extends from issues 95 to 100 in the Batman book, written by James Tinian IV and illustrated by Jorge Jimenez. And if you guys are interested, just so you know, with any Batman book and anything, there are tie-ins. Of course there are. And I'm just going to read them through you real fast, and I'll get back to the meat of this. So okay. it's currently going on in Nightwing, issue 70 to 75. Oh, Detective, wow. Detective Comics, 1022 to 1026. Batgirl, hmm. issues 47 to 50. Harley Quinn, issue 75. Catwoman, issues 25 and 26. Red Hood Outlaw, issue 48. And there's a Batman one-shot, Joker Warzone. Okay. 
Now, all I'm currently reading is just the main Batman story. And what's okay. currently out is issues 95 to 98. 99 just dropped uh, Wednesday, which I picked up. I haven't had a chance to read yet. So the war is almost over. As the recording yes. of this episode, the war yeah. is almost over. The war is almost over. But it starts out like the first two pages of this is insane. You find out that Wayne Enterprises is in deep, deep doo-doo. They are in the merge of a hostile takeover. It has been leaked that Wayne Enterprises has been funding the vigilante Batman. So they're in trouble. A new lawyer for Wayne Enterprises is like, hey, Batman, turn over everything that you've been given by Wayne Enterprises or we're going to seek legal actions. It's been reported, but then negated that the Joker is actually behind all this. And you find out that, yes, everything is gone. Wayne Manor gone. Wayne Enterprises no longer under Bruce Wayne. All the bat tech gone because they got a hold of Lucas Fox poisoned him and he's been making vehicles and weapons for the joker wow wow welcome to the first six pages <laughs> like of issue 95 damn so, yeah you're just like holy crap from there you're just kind of stuck and you're you're like i couldn't wait for every page i'm like how is he gonna get out of this he gets poisoned by joker's uh new henchwoman punchline who apparently uh, not only kicked the crap out of harley quinn but slit her throat uh but she lived you're just like, holy crap. And, and Gotham City's just burning because all the thugs now have all not only the power, the money, and the cops are afraid to touch them because of all the money that like they have. Because mm. like, like there's even a, a, like a scene where they're trying to bring in the like the toxic like in the venom that like Joker uses. And yeah. they're like, oh, hey, like we, we intercepted a ship that had that was going to sell it to a competitor and they wouldn't give it to us. We just bought the entire ship. It's now our ship. It came in. We got it. So we're ahead of schedule. Wow. <laughs> and Jeez. you're just like, okay. And then on the then all that's going on. And Joker went ahead and bought the Monarch movie theater where this all happened. <laughs> and like he bought it and he fixed it up. And then he like poisons Batman. And Batman's trying to figure out what's going on. And Batman goes into the theater and he's like, Oh, what's that smell? The Joker went ahead and dug up every single victim that Batman could not save and brought them to the theater and has them in a seat. Wow. Right? <laughs> So, like, all that's going on, and you're just like, how in the hell is Batman going to get out of this one? The Bat family's gone, because, again, like we said, spoiler alert, Alfred's been killed. You know, Batman's pissed that, like, Nightwing was there and couldn't do anything, and then Damien was there and couldn't do anything. And so, they're, like, no one's around. Like, no one's helping during this. So, it's literally just Batman on his own doing this. And he got doused with, with this new toxic that makes him hallucinate and see things that aren't really there. So, he's dealing with, like, having a conversation with Alfred while trying to, like, fight Joker and get out of all this. Okay. Jeez. Right? Like a lot going on. So without going too far ahead, because uh it's 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 very, very interesting. It actually makes me want to go read the tie-ins to see what's really kind of going on, just to see the other aspects of all this. Like to see kind of like how Nightwing is dealing with it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I see so, that right there, that's that's interesting because if you for me, if I'm reading just a main series and it's so good that it makes you go, hmm, I wonder how this is being handled in all the other tie-in stuff. Yeah, that right there is the the sign of a really good story, right? Yeah, because it makes you want to read more and like know more. And so like like I'm even uh, half tempted to go out and read get by the Harley Quinn issue to see like what's that because she's a pretty big character in this. Like she's a pretty big player. She's actually trying to help out Batman because this this Harley Quinn in this series is like the Harley Quinn you get um, after the movies and after like the cartoon series. This is a Harley Quinn who broke away from the Joker, knows that he's a psycho knows that he's like pure evil and needs to stop him mm. but you can't do it alone right All yeah right. so yeah so it's like a very and so and she really hates uh joker's new hench whatever you want to call her a little sidekick 
uh, named like Punchline, she hates her with a passion. Mm-hmm. So whenever they meet on like on page, you're just like, uh oh. She's not the only one that can't stand Punchline. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I, I can't stand her either. I really do hate her. Like I, I yeah. hate her, hate her with a passion. I, I don't know enough about her to care about her. So. But yeah. dude, I, I didn't either. Like, uh, this was my first introduction to her, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And they kind of do give you a little bit of a backstory. And it's 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 just kind of, she was like a fangirl who yeah. got obsessed with Joker and spent a year trying to track him down. And then once she tracked him down, she's like, I think I can help you. Look at all the people I've killed. And he's just like, yeah, you're on the team. So okay. like th- that's the way I read it. I don't Maybe I'm misreading it. I don't know. <laughs> and that sounds perfectly like the Joker. Like, who are you? Yeah, sure. You're a pirate. I don't care. Yeah, Whatever. well, because because they they really dive into the series to explain that like the Joker only the Joker sees everything as dead except for him and Batman. That's all that matters in his life, mm-hmm. and everyone else is just there. You know, they're just pieces of a game. So, mm-hmm. and, like Harley Quinn even goes into that and goes, Joker only sees two things. She's like, you think you can get at him because you like his brain? I thought I could get to him because because I, I like I loved him with my heart. He does not care. He only cares about Batman and and killing Batman. So it's just, yeah. yeah, like 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 I said, very like good. Read like I almost couldn't put it down once I started. I don't think okay. Joker wants to kill Batman though. In he general. doesn't, right? He doesn't. He just he likes playing with him. Yeah, like like, like a like a dog and its favorite toy, you know. And I, I, I I've been reading Joker War, and I've been having. I'm glad you're enjoying it, but I've been having a lot of trouble struggling. Are you? We'll see. Now the probably the difference is I I've dropped Batman for years, and I just started getting into it with this storyline. I think my thing is I just am tired of the Joker. Dude, it, it could be. They really, like, th- shove him down your throat, you know, I feel like a lot. Like, whenever they're like, what do we do? Uh, we'll have the Joker do something crazy. Yeah. You know? And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I do kind of get that aspect. This, to me, is like a new take. Like, not only are they hitting, they're hitting Batman every which way, you know? It's been interesting to see how Batman gets through all these things. But yes. at the same time, I'm just kind of like, okay, Joker's doing another Joker plan. Right. Like, another yeah. one of those schemes. So, Dre, have you been reading Batman for a while? Uh, I've been reading since King started writing it, which I guess was right around Rebirth. Okay, so I, I would say it's a while. Yeah, I've read all every ninety nine issues so far. Okay, and does this have a different feel for you? Because like I'm just this is two different. This is cool. This is two different perspectives. But this is a guy who's only read some stories here and there. That's that's my pr- perspective. Haven't read them mm-hmm. for years, and a guy who's been reading it for years. I and I know this is a very, pretty controversial statement in and of itself. I freaking loved Tom King's run on Batman. Okay. I've heard other people say that you're not alone in that. I think he had a really good understanding of the Batman family and the Batman universe and all that. And uh, I really wish I could have seen his entire story play out because what we got at the end of his story was not supposed to be the end of his story. Yeah. Oh, okay. He got, because the fanboys started freaking out. We never got the true end of his story. Arc. That sucks. But that's fine. I mean, I still enjoyed it. And I loved the uh, dichotomy between him and Catwoman throughout the entire thing. And then let me ask you this, though. For me, I was told this is a great jumping on point. Like, if you're going to get into Batman, here's a great time to start and, and jump on, which is why I did. Would you agree with that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Only because this new writer is pretty much taking everything that Tom King set up outside of Alfred being dead. And erasing and it? And erasing it. Okay, that's why He doesn't even hardly address the fact that Batman and Catwoman did get married. That is the part that was confusing when I was reading this, because Catwoman keeps saying, it's all my fault. And I'm like, How, what is all her fault? And that was the part where they don't go into it. And that's why I was like, maybe it's in one of the tie-ins. But I started just piecing it in my own head. Like, wait a minute. I think there are a couple. And I think she's part of the, She leaked that Wayne Enterprises was helping out Batman, which starts this whole thing. Did you read the things leading up to Joker War? or just No, Joker I, just, I just jumped okay. in Joker War Part 1. So. Well, that was my other problem, too, was this whole story arc leading up to Joker War was there was this new villain called the Designer who apparently would go around and give 
other supervillains a pathway on how to be the best supervillains they could be. Huh. It was fun. it was an interesting read. I was like, okay, this is different. I granted, I still hated the fact that we never addressed anything Tom King created, but fine. Right. And then it comes to find out that this designer that has been trying to get these supervillains, these super abilities, and to defeat their or get their maximum goals was really just the Joker the whole time. Ugh. Oh, so see, I see why that could sour your taste for the Joker now. Right. Because he I was just like doing that. He goes from doing that to taking over everything. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You're right. And I, exactly. I was just like, oh, this is dumb. We we created this interesting villain, and now we're just going, nope, it's the Joker. Arkham Origins all over again. <laughs> so yeah, they took the easy way out. Like, ah, uh, Joker's crazy. He'll fit into this. So we'll start yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, okay. See, I can see your your sour taste. That would totally taste my sour. But not having read any of that. I think, sure. awesome. you know, like yeah, not knowing any of that, this is a yeah. fantastic book. Like if you're a guy who hasn't read a comic in a while, like what do I, I, I want to read something fresh and new. Hey man, hop onto this Batman story. It's great. Not knowing that other history stuff. So right. oversaturation is a big thing that you have to watch out for in comic books, especially uh, it happened with Wolverine. Yes. Uh, it Deadpool. happened with Deadpool. Yep. Green Lanterns. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, oversaturation can can kill you and a franchise if you're not careful and right now there is a lot of joker stuff going on there is that's the other problem yeah and i think if you were a if you're a dc fan if you ingest a lot of what dc is putting out then you're getting a lot of joker coming at you you know there's at least two or three black label stories going on right now that either focus on the Joker or have the Joker in it. You know, I get that it's the, it's, it's Batman's greatest, it's his greatest enemy. But if you're constantly fighting the Joker, you're going to get sick of reading stories of Batman fighting the Joker. That's not his only enemy too. Right. That's the thing. He has, he has a great list of enemies that he could go after. Like he's got a great gallery, him and Flag. Flash, Batman, Spider-Man, they have some of the best rogues galleries of all times. Yes, they do. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And instead they keep going, uh, we're just going to go with this number one guy, Joker. And it's like, hey man, what about like any of the other handful of guys? What about Condiment King? They're like, no, no, no. It's Joker or nothing. And you're just like, all right. Like, can, can we get through an episode where we're talking <laughs> Batman comic books without bringing up Condiment nope. King? He's no, because he, he's an unsung hero in the Batman villain universe. All right, He's like fine. The built man of the Marvel Universe. How dare you, sir? Right, fine. What about Kite Man? Or, <laughs> or Calendar King? Calendar Man? Oh, is it Calendar Man? That's what, what a shame. Should be Calendar King. Whatever. Yeah, he's not royalty. He's just oh, a You're mixing what Calendar about? Man and Clock King. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Royal, the Royal Flush Gang. So let me ask you, our listeners out there, are you reading Joker War and Batman comics? If so, what are your thoughts on it? Hit us up on all of our social media. And in case you don't know what those are, that's our Instagram, that's our Twitter, Facebook, and now YouTube. Three for the price of one. Mob Danger here, asking you, a clown, a comedian, a criminal, what do these three occupations have in common? Well, that's what DC's black label book, Batman, The Three Jokers, looks to tell. Written by Jeff Johns and illustrated by Jason Fabuck. Three Jokers looks terrific, and it reads even better. 
So, guys, let's talk about something new, fresh, and exciting. Let's talk about the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where has he been for the past decade, man? Yeah, I haven't he heard up anything to? about him. Like, how is he doing? Has he right. got a new main squeeze? Let's talk Joker, right? So I picked this book up because uh, I haven't really been enjoying a lot of the DC Black Label stuff. It's kind of one-offs, but it kind of makes you feel like it could be in main continuity in one way or another. And I picked this up because, well, quite frankly, the, the cover looked fantastic. I have the red hood lifting off with the uh, Joker toxin, like, dripping down it. Nice. Oh, okay. And it okay. looks great. The other ones all looked great, too. And what I ended up getting out of this was there are three Jokers. Who would have guessed from the title? Am I right, guys? Am I right? Spoiler alert, dude. Jeez. Anyway, continue. God. God. I hope our editor put a spoiler alert in there. The thing it is, is it starts with Batman, Batgirl, and Red Hood all kind of fighting through something. And they're kind of flashing back and, ex- and like explaining the Joker they know best. I think Batman is the criminal, Batgirl is the comedian, and Red Hood is the clown. And that's kind of how they, they differentiate between the three Jokers right now. So what you find out is that they've stolen a tanker truck full of the chemicals at Ace Chemical that made the Joker. And you don't really know what it's for until you see the truck heading down and making a turn as the clown knocks on the door and is greeted by the comedian. They have a bit of a back and forth, and then it's almost like the age-old pinky in the brain question when the criminal comes in. Gee, guys, what are we going to do tonight? And then the, com- the criminal answers, same thing we do every couple of years. Try to make a new Joker. And so you find out that the plot right now is that apparently the criminal is the first Joker and that every so often they try and make a new, better Joker. And and that's that is a simplification of what's going on because I'm right. sure there has to be more to it than that. Well, this is just the first issue too. This well, right. It's it's three, but it's three issues. It'll only be yes. three issues. So, so again, for this first issue, it introduces this mystery of what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. but it does it in such a way that, depending on how long you've been reading Batman or experiencing Batman, will determine on which character you actually connect with. Right, because actually, uh, I don't want to give away the ending of the issue because it's a great ending. The Bat family in this so far is just, like I said, Batman, Batgirl, Red Hood. And the issue has, there's two instances where like they see a Joker and they're like, that's not the one I remember. He looks different. And they're like, well, how? And it's like, "Uh, I think he's, the one I know is more thin. So they've already kind of placed pieces where, each of the Jokers has appeared through time and dealt with different ones. I think the one that Jason Todd is remembering is the clown Joker. He's a bit thinner and he's got more of a giant smile. The comedian Joker is played up as the killing joke Joker. As you never really see his eyes, he's always wearing the hat and the shirt. And then the criminal Joker, like, and this is going to sound a little weird, but maybe if you've read it, you know, almost looks like Cesar Romero's Joker without the mustache like he looks kind of older faded and more serious yeah which i know caesar romero and serious joker don't go hand in hand but like that's 
the 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 look that it feels like you know what i mean yeah yeah no i um, no i agree there is a distinct difference between all three of them mm-hmm. and it's terrific and if you want to talk about blockbuster bringbacks let's talk about gaggy for a second <laughs> the court gesture to the joker is back and brother does he make an impact until he's ruthlessly dispatched like a page later by a Joker shark. Either way, it doesn't matter. He's fine. This has actually been a really good book. Again, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I will be picking up all three issues because this feels like it could have very well taken the place of Joker Wars. This could be in the main line. Because at the beginning, the Batman thing that's going on is him getting like stitched up by Alfred. And as Alfred's stitching him up, they're showing and focusing on different scars and how he got them. And a lot of them are from like iconic scenes. Like there's one from like him getting stabbed by Scarecrow, his back broken by Bane, acid from the Joker. Riddler's know, cane burning them. Yeah. Riddler's yeah, cane, cool. Catwoman's yeah. claws, all that's there. Well, I mean, it's a great way to grab you and start the book off. Cause for anybody that was just, ah, well, yeah, what the hell? I'll pick it up. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's how it grabs you. You, you. you start reading and it's like, holy crap. Okay. Yeah. And then the mystery draws you in because you experience the Joker from the three perspectives, Batman, Batgirl, and Red Hood. And they've all suffered from the hands of the Joker. Yeah. And now that we are confirming, at least, at least in black label land that we are at least now confirming that there are in fact, multiple Jokers that have existed throughout the ages that just opens a whole different kind of a door to where by the end of this first issue, you're like, where the hell is this miniseries going to go? I must have issue two right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And again, the art is terrific. And that also just helps with the storytelling because Jeff Johns guy knows how to write a story. He He does. He does. And then Jason Fabic. And I hope I'm saying that right. It's it's gorgeous to look at and read, and it's it's a different style from the other books that I've picked up, which were uh, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, and Question Many Deaths of Vic Sage. So it's a welcome change and a uh, something I'm excited for now. Yeah, I really wish it was in the main continuity because I've been waiting for the the tease of the three Jokers since they did all that in was that Dark Side War. Yeah, it was whenever Batman yeah. got the uh, the Mobius chair. chair. Yeah. Okay. And kind of the idea you get also is that Batman has experienced all these Jokers, but each of the Bat family has really only experienced like one, maybe two. And that's an interesting thought to me as well. Well, we'll definitely keep our listeners posted as the issues come out. We'll probably end up having a full-blown review once the miniseries is over oh for sure and unless this takes like a detour real south like wonder woman dead earth did i i expect this is going to be a worth it episode but yeah that's where we want to ask you uh, did you pick up issue one of batman three jokers and if so what are your thoughts let us know by heading on over to our webpage and uh leaving a comment shooting us an email those were our Current issues, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you found the content entertaining and informative. Until our next installment, I am Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. 
I'm Dragonus Prime. Month Danger signing off. And don't forget, playing with others can be just as fun as playing with yourself. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic picks, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. D. Bradley Baker to be uh, to return to the role of Batman from his Batman Brave and the Bold, which is was another great Batman show. I'm sorry, what? His name is Dietrich Bowder. Yeah, Dietrich. Yeah, D. Bradley Baker is a uh, different voice actor. Right. Okay. Dietrich is the guy who played uh, Oswald in Drew Carey show. Yes. Okay. If I remember right, D. Bradley Bradley Baker is the clones, isn't he? Yes. Yes, I was yes. watching. Okay, that's where I got. Okay, it. okay, so so let's take that back. So Pistol doesn't sound like an idiot. <laughs> I don't. Hey, great outtakes. I mean, yeah, I don't need to not sound like an idiot. I am an idiot. Just how excited you are that Doom Patrol season three is coming out because I'm fucking stoked. And I need to reel back that cussing. Wow, I've I've just realized I've been doing it a bit. Sorry, Nick. I'm probably just going to cut that one out. Uh, his name is Mr. X, you jackass. Well, no, uh, I'm talking to Nick, our editor. Oh, editor. Okay. That's editor. I, editor I always, Nick. I always he get sounds, extra work to, and I apologize for that. He sounds very similar to, to me. Yes. He's yeah. very um, similar to Mr. X. Pistol, I think you need to buy Nick, the editor, maybe a gift basket to show how sorry you are for all the cussing. <laughs> uh, maybe an I'm sorry gift basket? No. I just <laughs> oh. bought a house, Murphy. I do not have that sort of money. And you're going to kidnap me, so you're going to be wanted by the police, so... I mean, that's only if anyone wants to find you. Yeah, that's true. No, no one does. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, I, I just got to wait till you're done with all your household chores so your wife won't miss you at all. <laughs> you won't care at all. Like, <laughs> what? You fixed the refrigerator? Great take him. I don't care anymore. Peace and quiet. Yeah, it's so, fine. Yeah.